Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Today is a short one, but an important aspect of planning for worship and how to create powerful moments. My name is Ava Andrews, and like you, I serve in local church worship ministry. It's a joy to sing, worship, and help lead in the church, and that's why we're so passionate about the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Each episode is an opportunity to focus on practical aspects of local church ministry. We're glad you've joined us today. We're praying for you. And for now, let's jump into today's episode. So, hey, Tim, how's it going? It's going great. All kinds of neat stuff happening and getting ready for uh, this coming week and future weeks. And it seems like every time I turn around, something new is emerging. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hard to keep up, but it it makes it neat. As, as much fun stuff as there is, there's a challenge at every turn. What has been your favorite worship song to play recently? Favorite worship song to play recently? Um, there's probably two of them. One is Great Things. Is that Phil Wickham that does that one? I don't even Maybe. know. And the other one, I don't actually usually sing it, but it we did it Sunday, and it's King of Kings. Oh, yeah. And that's another great one just to yeah. you know worship to and listen to. That is a good one. So, well, hey, let's jump into the podcast. And, uh, you know, when we experience something new, our brains are working hard to process all the new data and all the information. Uh, when we know what to expect and we've already experienced it, our minds don't have to work as hard because we've already predicted what will most likely happen. And we have a script about how things are going to go. Yeah, and th- that's huge for worship ministry because for the most part, people get into their rhythm. Like, yeah. It's just a, a worship order, and in one sense, that tradition is comforting. In another sense, you know exactly what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't like inspire you to think differently. Yeah, and um, so if nothing else, with the shift during the pandemic of all this online and schedule changes and this and that, people have had to stay on their toes, and that's been yeah. like one part. Of course, it'd be better if we didn't have to do, deal with all that, but it has like yeah. propelled us to to fight this idea of the script. And really, a bunch of this is from um, that we'll run through the, just three things today. But mm-hmm. the power of moments is this book by Chip and Dan Heath from a couple of years back, and the implications of creating moments in worship and in church hospitality, just in general, are enormous. And a lot of it is because of this idea of of breaking the script, like getting people out of the mindset of what they think is going to happen, and um, so I, I recommend this book. I'll put it in the, the show notes too, but um, recommend it to every worship leader and church hospitality team leader for sure. All right. So uh, we have three different things we're going to talk about here. And the first one is called Break the Script. Yep. And we just mentioned this, that people know the typical routine, mm-hmm. but um, you know it, it gets pretty deep. You're ingrained. It doesn't matter when you get to church. I mean, I always get there early. And I still pretty much park in the same spot, mm-hmm. much like people coming, you know, at five till worship time. But most people park in the same spot, walk through the same door, greet many of the same people, you know, sing and sit f- same familiar ways and listen to a pretty familiar person mm-hmm. and then head home. And so our minds can pretty much fill the gaps in really easily. And we've done that many Sundays before and, and, uh, it's just the way it is. But if we, if we, um, bring about some creative worship planning that just, you know, even if it's once a month or once every four or five weeks, we change the script a little bit. It can be as simple as 
you know, a different speaker or worship music only or testimonies or a different order, just any little thing. Some of the stuff in this book about breaking the script was uh, related to the hospitality industry in, in hotels. Hmm. And um, one little hotel they mentioned, kind of, I want to go out there one of these days and visit it if it's still around, but a little uh, kind of rundown motel in Los Angeles, and it's consistently rated like number one oh, wow. uh, to stay at. And it's not like fancy, but they charge a ton of money to stay there oh, because wow. of the experience and it's become kind of legendary oh wow that's cool and so a couple of things from this book that just to kind of inspire our thinking one was they um they they have a like a candy shop snack shop and you go in there and everything's free oh like nice. you can go shopping in there and pick out stuff but it's all free oh, it's cool. like included in what you've already paid for and they also have this what they call a, a hotline at the swimming pool it's like a red telephone Mm-hmm. And they call it like the, I can't remember what they call it. It's like the pop phone or something like that. But you just pick up this red phone and you can say any flavor you want and they'll bring you that popsicle. Like there's only one thing you can order. It's a popsicle. And, oh, that's and awesome. And then you just give the flavor. And when they bring it out to you on a tray, all the servers wear a white glove. And so you're sitting at this rundown pool <laughs> and they just add this little element of like yeah. crazy, like over the top. Yeah. And so it just breaks the script of what you think of when you're at a motel staying there. Yeah. And it's just like risen this thing to the top of all these people wanting to stay at this crazy motel. And so when you think about that, there's so many ways that you can, you can just change the flow, break the script in, in a worship service so that people's minds don't just get stuck. Um, you know, just a real quick story that can actually fit. I just looked real quick and it could fit in any of these bullets. But um, uh, many moons ago, I was at um, a, a little country church and um, they had like, they didn't have pews. They had like those movable cushion seats or whatever. And as the worship leader there at the time, I would get there and I would uh, change how the oh, pews yeah. are. It would either be like, you know, like a, you know, two long, two, you know, big columns, or they'd be like, you know, three smaller columns going down. Or there was one Sunday where I kind of like stadium seated where, where it went like kind of like a, a U around mm-hmm. the, uh, the platform area. And, um, it was always interesting when people would come and be like, Oh wait, they were like, where do I sit? Like, I think I sit here normally. Uh-huh. You know, it was always interesting. It definitely, it definitely, um, broke the script for them that morning, kept them on their toes. Yeah. I think, I think it's one of the reasons we had to you know, moved to outdoor worship for a chunk of last summer. Yeah. And, um, uh, I think one of the reasons that was like so well received almost too much. It's like now I think they want us to do it every single year you know, yeah. all the time, but Hey, the weather's was, getting there. Yeah. But that was just like a different sort of setup. You set up a tent, set up a sound system. Everybody shows up and they're like, Oh, this is different. This yeah. is cool. So yeah. that's, that's big. Yeah. All right. So break the script. That's number one. Number two, um, add a surprise. Yeah, and back to this book again, uh, Power of Moments. This is all about creating a peak in the experience. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is why, you know, some of the legendary daytime talk shows will have a video of somebody and then they'll actually bring them out live mm-hmm. or, you know, some little thing that you just didn't quite expect. And it um, just kind of, you know, creates a whole different feeling in the room and a whole different, a whole different setting, you know come across as gimmicky or anything like that although even even then we're, we're just striving to you know lift up the name of the lord yeah i know a couple of years ago uh for palm sunday we just had a couple donkeys that we basically rented <laughs> yeah <I remember laughs> from that. a farm and had them outside and you get your picture with a donkey i mean uh, that was like a surprise to people like walking in and mm-hmm. yeah, there's a donkey at church today um about 10 years ago now right before we renovated our worship space in our lower level 
um, it was like, it was Palm Sunday and they were going to be ripping out the carpet, like in a matter of a couple weeks, maybe three or four at that time. And so we decided we would, uh, bring in a, a donkey slash small horse. I don't remember what it was to actually parade through on Palm Sunday oh, and, and through the family life center. And everybody's like, Oh yeah, go ahead. We're taking the carpet out anyway. And sure enough, the, the little horse decided to you know, <laughs> pause for a while and they had to like pick it up and oh, man. all that. But, but it, um, did it have one of those baskets that are behind it? Like in the parades? I don't, I don't really remember. I remember Joe Crodel was the guy that wrote in on oh, it. And, Joe. um, and <laughs> that's I a remember, name from the past. Yeah. So I was just, you know, at a surprise, whatever that is, a little surprise that just kind of changes people's like flow and, and it gives like a peak, a peak experience and part, you know, Disney type theme parks do this all the time. Like mm-hmm. there's always some little thing that's just like, wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And it just changes. So not that we're trying to make worship services like Disney. I don't ever like to try to do that, but yeah. you can learn a lot. Might as well learn all you can for the, you know, the greatest message. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. I like that. I like the the principles there. All right, so number three, our last one, Tim. Yep, this is a simple one today, but um, doing something new. And none of these are like earth shattering. Mm-hmm. They, they do take some time because somebody's got a plan for it. Mm-hmm. But just the the motivation to create moments. You know, people are like walking out, scratching their head, just thinking, how in the world did they pull that off? And um, this this last Sunday, instead of reading scripture, we actually had a couple of our church members do a newscast and the, the newscast idea seems cheesy. And, and maybe if I have a time, we could add this in there somehow, but, um, it was, it was hilarious. I mean, the, the comments as social media went through saying, Oh, the most trustworthy news people I've ever seen in a long time. It was, oh, like they just, it was no. just hilarious. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was just like this, this story from the old Testament yeah. in the form of a newscast. It's just, Oh, really that's I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. So, um, it was all in video, so it was able to do it. But anyway, doing something new like that, whatever that might be, and that could just make a difference. So that's as simple as, um, new songs or new people involved or new routines or new component to worship all help create a memorable moment. And it takes a little bit of time to plan it. I'm not sure what it'll look like for your church, but this is just the encouragement is yeah. that we do something new. In that book, one of the comments they made was that sometimes you have more of an opportunity to make an impact and a moment for somebody after a mistake than you do when everything's working well. Mm. Almost to the point that you would you wouldn't want to create a mistake, but that you would almost sort of have an opportunity to bend over backwards to make somebody's experience a little bit better yeah. because of something that they might have perceived to not be that great. So that's why when your food's late or something's cold or something's weird, they'll say it's on the house today. I mean, it's like they want yeah. to create that moment to say, come back. Yeah. I mean, like it's worth the risk. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Risk. It's worth doing. So, yep. So those are, those three things were uh, just awesome reminders for worship leaders to break the script, to add a surprise and to do something new. And um, I think that's good. That's, that's awesome. It's a great book. Yeah. Well, this is a a great reminder to help create times that people will remember and to help people worship with a new sense of um, expectation. And we hope that this has been helpful uh, to you, and we encourage you to think of these things as you are planning for your worship each and every week. And we also want to invite you uh, to uh, help us uh, share what's going on here on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Uh, uh, If you could just leave us a five-star review, uh, subscribe to us, but also uh, share this with your worship team. Share it with 
any other worship leaders that you uh, might meet with. Um, and if you aren't wor- uh, meeting with worship leaders regularly um, on Facebook, there's the Worship Leader Worship Leader Toolbox Podcast Community. It's a great place to uh, do that to be able to bounce ideas off one another um, and see what other uh, worship leaders are doing in their context. And you know. It's, a, it's great. It's just a great place to be. So uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And Tim, thanks for uh, letting me sit down with you. Yeah, this has been awesome. Appreciate it. All right, see you guys. Hey, this is Ava, and I want to invite you to join us on social media for the Worship Leader Toolbox. Here are some ways you can get connected. You can join the Facebook group, Worship Leader Toolbox Community, You can also like the Facebook page, Worship Leader Toolbox, and we are on Instagram and Twitter at WorshipLeaderTB. We'll see you there!